The comments heard on The View from a Pew are those of Mac McCoy and are not necessarily the opinions of his guests, his producer Garth, any one particular denomination or religion, the church lady, Mr. Lemke, Pastor Craig, or anyone else of sound mind and body. Now here is today's The View from a Pew, heard all around the world on YouTube. Just search for The View from a Pew. Good afternoon, we are live on your local radio station. I'm Mac McCoy with my co-host, Theo McGraw. I I just kind of said that because he's gunning for me today, I think. And this is The Roman Road, which we do every Tuesday. And uh, today, well, we've been talking about how we live in Christ and what does that look like to other people? What's the fruit that other people should see if we're living in Christ? And today, we are at an excellent one. And... uh, it's week 51, and uh, Theo will read the Bible study for us when we get there. Meantime, uh, tell me what the big idea is, and then let's pray. Okay, Mac, the big idea of the day for week 51 is justified believers are in Christ Jesus, and we really are changed. Today, Mac, you and I will continue our discussion of what it means to be in Christ, as stated twice in Romans 8, verses 1 and 2. We have been going through 17 things that are true about those who are in Christ. So let's pray and review. Thank you, Lord, that we can be together today to study the book of Romans. Considering where we are in Christ, may we understand that we justified believers are in Christ Jesus, and we really are changed. Thank you for the gospel, the good news. Christ died for our sins according to the scriptures. He rose on the third day according to the scriptures. In that process, he gave us the free gift of salvation through faith only. And now may everything we say and do be honoring to you. In your name we pray. Amen. So, Mac, as you said, for many weeks we've been talking about Romans chapter 8, verses 1 through 2, which uses the phrase, in Christ, twice. Verse 1 says, There is therefore now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. Secondly, in Romans 8, 2, It describes the principle or power, nomos in Greek, called the spirit of life in Christ Jesus, which can overcome the principle or power of sin and death, which Paul said has imprisoned him back in Romans 7.23. So let's continue our discussion about that by looking at some of the characteristics Romans chapters 5 and 6 say about those who are in Christ. All right, so we are uh, getting ready to read from Romans. Is that what you're going to do? Yes, I'm going to get read from Romans here pretty quick and, and respond to the idea that... Uh, in Christ, we have been figuratively immersed into Christ's death. And uh, because last week, uh, in number, or, I'm sorry, last week we talked about 
being figuratively immersed into Christ's death. And this week, we're going to talk about number 10 of 17, which says we are figuratively raised from the immersion-conversion process to walk in newness of life, the new self. So let's read from Romans 6, 4, and 5, where it says, Therefore, we have been buried with him through baptism, or immersion, into death, so that as Christ was raised from the dead through the glory of the Father, so we too might walk in newness of life. For if we have become united with him in the likeness of his death, certainly we shall also be in the likeness of his resurrection. So today we're going to focus on being figuratively raised from the immersion-conversion process to walk in newness of life, from the old self to the new self. To give this idea more clarity, Mac, it may be easier to understand that through faith, God has forgiven us for our sins, evil acts, and darkness. And we should understand that we have been figuratively immersed into that redemptive death, which according to Romans 8.3, condemned sin in the flesh and which paid the price for the penalty of my sins, past, present, and future. Then, as we say today, we were figuratively raised to walk in newness of life as a new self. We've been changed. And according to Romans 6, 4, and 5, this has occurred. Though the language of immersion and raising with Christ is figurative, the change is very real. We justified believers have been changed, just as an immersed cucumber has been changed into a pickle. We immersed believers have been changed into saints. And this is described in Romans 1.7 and Romans 8.27, where it says, He who searches the hearts knows what the mind of the Spirit is, because he intercedes for the saints according to the will of God. Those are the pickles. Those are us. We have been changed, Mac. So you're comparing us to pickled pickles. Well, or if you like the idea of a raw jalapeno pepper, Ooh, no. I can use that one too no, because no. I love <laughs> I love pickled jalapenos on my hamburgers. Yeah, how's well, that? Really? But that's real different than a raw jalapeno. All right. Well, back to the important stuff now. According to Romans uh, six forty-five, here we have been born again in the death of Christ. And you yes. used the term figuratively raised from the immersion or conversion process. And yes. I understand what you say when you say figuratively. But to me, that sounds like it's a facade. And, and for me, it's real. And I, I think it's real for you, too. So the question is, how does someone know that they're living in Christ? How do they know that they're doing the right thing? Okay. Um, water <laughs> baptism, that, that's one thing. You know, they could do that. Mm -hmm. But what else is there? Regardless of our past, what is there? Okay, so let's go back to that, that um, uh, concern you have about using the word figuratively. Okay. 
uh, right here in our language for today, it says that we were um, basically with Christ at his death. Because it says, therefore, we have been buried with him through baptism into death, in order that as Christ was raised from the dead through the glory of the Father, so we too might walk in newness of life. Now, let me see if I can use some other words to try to give us the idea. Because obviously, Mac, we weren't there. That was 2,000 years ago. But the Bible is telling us that somehow God made it possible for us to participate in, or you could say share, or you could even say as if we were there. We weren't, literally, but because of what Christ did, he acted as our representative in that process and as our representative it is as if we were there mac uh, i'm sure in your life you have had people go and represent you in a business deal and whatever comes out of that deal it's as if you were there because you're bound by it right you sort of participated in it it's and so that's sort of the idea we have here in that we are united with Christ in his death, in his burial, and his resurrection. It's as if we were there because he was our representative. You know, I think that's... So I hope that helps you. Yeah, it it does, but I'll I'll tell you what really gets me on home run on this. It was um, the movie The Passion of Christ because that that scene of him being beaten and dragging that cross and being put on that cross and the nails being pounded and you saw it and you heard it and you saw it and you heard it. Mel Gibson did an amazing job because now when I think of Jesus on the cross, I'm there. I'm there because with my own eyes, I heard it. With my ears, I read it. My heart was broken. I'd read it many times, you know, through Scripture. But now, when it happens, it's it's Memorex or not. Well, it may be Memorex, but it's like being there live. Yeah, yeah. Well, he was our representative there, Mac. And what our Scripture for today tells us is that it's as if we were there. We share in, we participate in that event where he took the sins of you and me, Mac, on himself and paid the price for them. You know, in my office... We participated in that. Yeah, in my office or home over the last many years, I've collected crosses. And you know Fritz Trost, a good friend of ours. Sure, sure. uh, The the, uh, cross that he gave to me for my collection was that picture of Jesus on the cross from the movie The Passion. And that is so apropos because all of those other crosses on that wall, uh, figuratively, uh, of, of what it means. But with that picture, it, it, it brings it alive. And I'm glad. I hope, I hope when you listen to the scripture or you watch that movie or whatever, I hope you feel like you're standing there next to Jesus' mom and, and John. And, and when he says, John, this is my mother. Take care of her. I hope we feel that that gulp in our throat 
that here we go. And, and then finally when he said, Father, forgive them for they know not what they do. That might be the most powerful words out of Jesus' mouth. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Mac, one way to view this is that we were lined up with Christ in that process, almost as if we were super glued to him, is a yeah. word that one of my uh, seminary professors used. But here's the, here's the wonderful, amazing thing of our verse today. He was raised, and in parallel with that, so have we. Mac, we died to sin as our master. We are now a new self. We're a pickle. The old self is dead. Yep, the cucumber's and, gone. And God is our arrived. master. That's right, and God's our master now. That changes everything. Well, you know, when P, uh, Paul in Romans talks about we're a slave to sin, um, we are. Uh, well, I'm a slave to sin, but thanks to Jesus, I don't have to live that way every single moment of every single day. And at the end of the day, I know I can lay my head on the pillow and Christ and I there can sleep and, and, and think about all the things that he's doing for me. All right. Well, thank you very much, uh, Mr. Theo. And by the way, I haven't yeah. mentioned it lately, but Theo is the alumnus of the Dallas Theological Seminary. And uh, we love him and we love his big ideas and love his teachings. And you hear him every Tuesday here on your local radio station and all around the world at the YouTube. And it's obviously YouTube.com. And search The View from a Pew. Thanks to DivineTruthChristianStore.com for all you do for us. Where you'll find more.